It's my thing's recording. Hello. Hello. We are live and we only have one recording today. Yeah, we'll have an audio recording on on Spotify and SoundCloud cuz I downloaded a thing from my phone. Yes, we I... are short some technological <laughs> devices today. I'm sorry, I'm a stoner. So, <laughs> it happens. Anyway, hello and welcome to Talk Comics to Me. We are here to talk about comics today. Oh, that's cool. Is that for that bird game? No, it's for the betrayal game. That's the, we oh, need that. Okay. Um, I'll just <laughs> it is new comic book day. It is June eighteenth, seventeenth, nineteenth, something. It's a day, I think. Anyway, let's. Uh, we got a lot of comics, so we got to get into yeah, the shit. <laughs> so you go first. You go first. Yep. Okay. So, my first one today is Mary Shelley Monster Hunter. This series is apparently the true story of how Mary Shelley created Frankenstein. Um, I surprisingly really, really like this series. Um, I'm a sucker for anything Mary Shelley, so of course I'm going to pick it up. Um, but I, a lot of the things that I like about it are in the, the actual like Frankenstein story, there's a lot of male characters in this. It's like a gender-swapped version of it. So, like, the doctor, her helper, they're female. Um, and they're pretty much trying to create, you know, the creature. But for the most incredible reasons, um, Victoria Frankenstein mm-hmm. would like to create a man that is, you know, a servant to women. Essentially, she wants to create the perfect man who will work alongside them rather than forcing them to do things they don't want to do because this is set in, you know, those times. Um, it's, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's great. Um, I love the way that it's written. Um, I don't know how to explain it because it's just, I don't, it's, it's classic literature writing is what it is, but it's told through the voice of Mary Shelley Um, and it's just, it's very, very interesting. Um, Percy Shelley is, as we all know, kind of a turd. Uh, and this issue goes a lot into her relationship with him and creating this, this creature in, in her, in her eyes, the way she wants the creature (laughs) to be. I, I don't, I really don't know how to explain it, but it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, this is her teaching the creature knowledge because obviously when they first bring him oh my god i smudged it up Mm. when they bring him uh to life he is uh remembering just certain pieces of his previous lives i guess because they have body parts from all sorts of people so she's trying to reteach him how to be a human in the correct way all right it's really interesting (laughs) i love it that sounds interesting. Yeah. Every time we talk about it. The, uh, the the one thing I'm not really a fan of is the art, but I feel like if they were to have any other kind of art, it just wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. So I read it for the story, not for the pictures. All right. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yes. I guess. Anyway, I am going to talk about Black Badge really fast. This is a... Uh, Issue 11, the next issue is, I believe, the last issue. It says to be concluded. 
So this issue, you find out every little intricacy of Black Badge and the Scouts and how they came to be and how they are actually probably corrupt and just lots and lots and lots of stuff. Uh, corrupt like the kids are corrupt or the no, system that the, they're working oh, for? No, the system that they're working for okay. is corrupt. Okay. And it was, it's really, I highly suggest this series because it's just really interesting how it very much develops into what it becomes just because it starts out so almost like, I mean, not straightforward, but kind of like that typical spy spy right. stuff. And not that it this isn't, but it, it definitely has that interesting flair to it as well. So yeah, only going to be 12 issues long. Yeah, that's not bad at yeah. all. Is there already trade out? Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. There's one. Hardcover. There is one hardcover trade out. I I looked at it today. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue really fast. I have the Howard the Duck facsimile. I've been very. I probably said that incorrectly anyway. But facsimile. Yeah. No, that's right. Okay. I've been very like apprehensive and not looking forward to this comic just for that reason. <laughs> Anyway. You nailed it. It's issue number one of Howard the Duck, and I didn't read that much of it, but it is very, very wonderful. <laughs> At least what I was able to read. It's interesting how, you know, sad, sad Howard is and just how much of a intro to Howard the Duck I got there, even within the first few pages. I also think it's cool because it has all the old ads in it and stuff. I made Chris flip through it with me. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that before I leave. And then, to quickly talk about the books I did not really read today, I also have the issue number four of Marvel's Annotated. So this is the last part of Marvel's, and I believe there is one more epilogue, if I'm remembering this correctly. I suppose I'll find out when I read this. Do you know if they're going to have a, a trade for that, or if it would... I mean, maybe, because it would essentially be almost like an like an omnibus type thing. Right. It'd have all of that information, but maybe not. Because I... I can understand why they wouldn't, but I feel like a trade for it would be... It'd be pretty cool yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed the Marvel series when I read it the first time. I just really... I'm bending the shit out of my comic. Really enjoy looking and having that introspective into like what made them make things the way they are the liberties and like choices yeah. that they took with yeah. it yeah i think that is very interesting too and how they work together as a team to like put it together and that is that is those two things so now we are moving on <laughs> i was bending up all mine too apparently um we both have middle west um we always speak very highly of this book um and we will again today so <laughs> it's true <laughs> this is a true statement yes um honestly this it it keeps getting better and it's driving me crazy because <laughs> i expect at some point for it to just be like oh why did that happen but no i i love this book and i think everyone should read this book yeah it is one of those comics that quite often when i'm I'm reading an issue. I just, I love to take in every little bit of it more so than, I don't, not like speed read, but 
at least like taken all the panels and all the art and all the story as one just because it is also meant to be together in such a perfect way and I do love how it it does just such a yeah really good job of weaving the story together and getting you to feel for all of the characters and especially Abel the main character you really just you're always rooting for him in the the smallest of ways I think yeah um I just I love how they take this this topic of you know abuse and how it can change you as like a person and when you're raised by someone abusive there chances are you're going to be Mm -hmm. like that too when you get older but I love how they they take that subject and they veil it in such a way that they don't like obviously try to hide it at all but they do it in such a way that it's easy to read whereas normally like I wouldn't be able to read about that kind of thing Mm -hmm. because I get really stressed out about it. But yeah, like, like champ said, they, they just, they weave it so beautifully and they, they make you feel for all these characters. Like even the dad who is a grade a piece of shit. Like (laughs) I feel bad for him because it, you know, he doesn't want to be this person, but he's been this person for so long. He doesn't know how to be anyone else. Yeah. And then, yeah, it does, it touches a lot on that and, you know, Abel trying to get away from it and just despite everything and how good of a person he actually is, he just can't get away from it because he has all these, like, hair triggers that just Yeah, that set, set him, him off. off. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just so full of little, little bits of rage. But yes, this is, uh, issue number eight. Um, it's, God, it's so good. Yeah, I, this is one I would not want to miss and that that'll be said a lot today because there's a lot of comics this week that I absolutely really liked yeah um I loved all of mine <laughs> like I've never had a week like that where every single one I was like oh my god this is like really good yeah, today. I have I have, tw- I have 15 comics I liked every single one god damn it dude <laughs> seriously me like every other week <laughs> go ahead me? okay so oh my god um, I have this one. This is Adventure Time. Uh, presents Marcy and Simon. This is the last issue in the series. As I mentioned before, this is Marceline trying to help Simon recover his memories um, because he's having a weird personality shift between Simon and the Ice King. Um, she is trying to save him so that he remains Simon and does not turn back into the Ice King. So what she needs to do is find Betty, who is his one true love, and they have to kiss. Because then he'll remember, and then he'll stay. So this conclusion, it's so cute. It's so cute, and I was so happy with the way that it ended. It's got, you know, one of my favorite characters in it, which is Marceline's dad, because he's hilarious. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I would say if you, if you like Adventure Time, if you love Marceline, if you love space travel, time travel, you know, women being smart as fuck, read it. Because it's so good. <laughs> good, good. So I have Fair Lady. This is issue number three. Uh, I will read the back because the back always just has the synopsis for the book itself, which is, you know, real great. Yeah. And it's also a murder mystery book, so it makes sense. When her client turns up dead, Fair Lady Jenner Folds thinks her biggest task will be figuring out who done it. Instead, she learns that the client was an imposter, that the assassins might still be after the real guy, and that she might yet have a bigger role to play. And that is 
that describes exactly, <laughs> exactly what happens in this book without me having to do the work. I each issue like this book even more, even more. I mean, it's only three issues in, but I didn't really care for issue number one. But the second and third issue have really like grabbed me in a way where I, I'm really interested to see what happens the next issue. And if you do happen to pick this book up, please make sure to go to the very, very end. There is a page on the very, very back you do not want to miss. Does it, um, is it part of the story or is it like a prelude to what's supposed to happen next? Because I know you said each issue is like a different it is, story. Yeah, it is a different story and I believe this will be a different story, but the next issue will be a different story, but this mystery is somewhat tied into it. Okay. Is that Jamie Lannister on the cover? <laughs> yes, it's Jamie Lannister on the cover. Cute. And then my next book oh. is, sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, oh my god, already. <laughs> is Assassination Nation. Assassin- Assassination Nation? I did it. Assassination. 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 Yes. I always do. Assassination. Assassination. God damn book. It's assassination. It's an assass. It's an assassination. <laughs> Anywho. God damn. This is issue number four. This is a five issue series. So it, this is is wrapping up to the conclusion and i i love this series it's very cute full of action there's a really cool part i'm going to find because i think i need to say it out loud if i can find oh. it yeah his fate dave dave and fuck tarrington are probably my favorite characters as they should be any anybody's Tarkington, fuck Tarkington. Are these the only ones that are like, yeah, left? Yeah, there's at this only point? yeah, there's only five assassins left okay. now. And how many were there at the beginning? It should say a number. That's stupid. <laughs> Wait, so five. This is ten, twenty. Okay. <laughs> Math. Math. Who needs it? Anyway, there's a scene where they're talking about going into a place with a bunch of ninjas, and. Fuck is like I, I I got this and the one guy's just like but you only have two shotgun shells and fuck says the good lord may have served up a whole heck of a bunch of scissors out there but I'm a rock and rock beats scissors and Dave just goes shit that was cool as hell and the look on his face <laughs> yeah. that's so good that's the best part of this is just the humor is real good the art is really really great as well. And there is, like, an interesting little mystery to it throughout the whole thing. I mean, from the beginning, you know it's not 100%, you know, what cool, chill. It's not chill. It's not chill. This is 100% not chill. <laughs> that is 100% the case. And More that, math. Look at us. <laughs> uh, it would... Equals out to 200% is what we got, I think. If you average it, it's <laughs> 100%. Get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready if you're ready. Okay, so the next one that we both have is this cool little comic called Farm La- Farmhand. <laughs> Veronica Large. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Farmhand. <laughs> Uh, this is issue number nine, and this series is really dark. 
Um, but it's, you know, the art doesn't make it look as dark as it actually is. So when you do get to those, those parts in the series, um, I'm always taken aback by how fucking dark it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the last issue, uh, Papa Jeb, the, the farm guy, um, Jed, Jed, is it Jed? Jeb. Jeb? Jebediah. Jebediah. That's right. Well, Jedediah would work too, so I mean, either one. But anyway, he is attacked by a plant man. Um, and by plant man, I mean it was a man who had gotten a transplant, and the transplant, as we mentioned before, is slowly taking over these people. So in this issue, you kind of um, see more people in the town who are affected in that way. Um, it's kind of like a hive mentality at this point. Um, all of these people who had gotten transplants previously are dealing with the effects of like not only the plant taking over their body and like controlling them, but also some voice or something being able to communicate telepathically yeah. to all of them. So I love it. Yeah, no, I th- this issue really put like. The seed was planted in the very beginning, if you will. <laughs> I will. That's a very good thing. And it's definitely starting to sprout in this issue and kind of turn into what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to, like, whatever happens in, like, the next issue. Because I know that's going to be, like, the explosive cliffhanger part. But it's also going to be real fucking good, I think. It it has just kind of been leading up to what's about to happen and what's going to continue to happen. And yeah, I, I like the characters, what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Mayor Lafayette. Yeah. So. It's, uh, yeah, and you find out that I already forgot it. Mayor Lafayette who is pretty much in every issue, um, she has a, a big role yeah. in what is happening too, which I was not expecting. Like, I knew something weird was with that woman, but, I mean, this is cool. I, I think that if you haven't read it, you should. Because, um, yeah, when I read that first issue, I was not sure how I felt about it. Um, because at the time, I, I did not really like the art. But going forward, I love the art. I can't imagine <laughs> anything different. Yeah. It's a, it's a very weird thing. Um, I wasn't into it at first, but now I just love it. Issue number four completely turned me around. <laughs> and I remember that because it blew my mind. Next. Um, me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you. So I have this really dirty comic <laughs> called Faithless. Um, it's so dirty. It's suggested for mature readers, which I am not. But I love this series. Um because it is really dirty. Yeah. Um, but it does have a lot to do with, you know, like, faith and... Magic. Um, there's... And boning. Yeah, there's a lot of boning in this. Um, in this issue alone, there's two separate instances of boning. I don't know what that was. But um, I don't want to give away too much about this, because I actually do... Th- think that this is a a book worth reading just because it's very interesting. The story does keep growing as most do, but in a way that I was kind of not expecting it to, um, this, with with this issue in particular, um, faith, 
I always forget her fucking name. Isn't I can only remember main, Poppy. The main character? Yeah. Yeah. Name's Faith. Yeah, Faith. Um, she has a, a kind of a traumatic experience happen to her after, you know, a night of wild sex with her new friend, lover, muse, Poppy. Um, so it's really interesting to see how she deals with this traumatic experience and how it actually changes her circumstances in her life for the worse, I think. Um, I think this is only going to be five issues, if I remember correctly. Five or six. I think, yeah. um, oof. Sorry. I, okay. Um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, if you like Brian Azzarello as a writer, like, I think this story is written really well. Um, the art is weird, but I really enjoy that, too. I can't. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I love... I love Sarah. Um, but yeah, this is this is a very, very naughty, naughty comic. There's a lot of sex. And the devil. The devil is in here a lot, too, which is, you know, a plus. Um, but yeah, Faithless. I unfortunately did not pick up the uh, erotic cover yet, but it is very tame compared to the other two. I did see it, so. I didn't see that one. It's, um, there's not really, I'm going to try to explain it. They're on a bed. They're naked. And that's it. Okay. Like, compared to the other ones where you had, like, her dad going down on her and stuff, like, this is very tame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. I have, I have Guardians of the Galaxy next. Classic. Uh, this book contains no sex, no devils. What good is it? It's, it's all right. It's an all right book. I really like the series to begin with. I've... I don't know if I don't like it as much now or if I just, like, am not as much on the hype train or if it, like, it just kind of felt like it plateaued. Mm-hmm. I, it ended. Is that, is it an ongoing? Or yeah, is this that... is an ongoing. Okay. This is just the last issue in this story arc. Okay. Uh, some shit happens to Cosmic Ghost Rider where you'll see him in issue 22 of the Avengers. Just so... Prepare yourself for Good. that. Wait, is Cosmic Ghost Rider in this? Is it? Yeah, it's Cosmic Ghost Rider. Is it uh, Robbie Reyes, though? No. Do you know? Oh, and no, it's he's meeting up with Johnny Blaze. Oh, okay, okay. I just know that there's like three different Ghost Riders in uh, the Avengers because Robbie Reyes is like losing his mind. So yeah, but this this is Cosmic Ghost Rider. Right, right. You know, essentially different from okay, all of them as well that in its own way. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's all right. Have you read any other Guardians? This is actually all? my first Guardians okay. of the Galaxy series. I, you know, having no real opinions on any of the Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know if this has helped me for many. They're going into a Rocket storyline next, so I figure I'll hang on for the ride, see what happens. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I like, I like stuff from his perspective. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, they figure out where Thanos' consciousness is, and that, that was it. That's the end of it. Smart. Way to end it. And, well, and then he's like, let's do be all the Guardians of the Galaxy, and everyone's like, no, no thanks. <laughs> and then they all kind of leave. Okay. Except for, like, the core guardians. Solid. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, that's all I actually have to say about it. Okay. And next, we both have 
Uh, Gideon Falls. I almost said Guardians of the Galaxy. It says uh, Gideon Falls. Champ did not pick up cover B. Like, I feel like you usually do, right? I, yeah, I, yeah, I usually do. This is, yeah, this is one of the first times I haven't picked up cover B in a while. I just didn't like it as much. Yeah, it was pretty basic compared to, like, the other ones that yeah. they put out. Like, the other ones are really wild, but this one was, what, what was it, him on a horse? Yeah, him like, on, this, yeah, this smiling man or right. oh, the laughing right, man right. on a on a horse. The laughing man. Anyway, this, <laughs> this issue of Green Falls deals with the priest or bishop landing in the future mm-hmm. with what seems to be a, a people that was developed by Norton. And he's learning kind of what his place is in this whole whole timeline and story and he's placing himself in that and trying to figure out where he's going to be in the future possibly and then and how he changes things or pushes them so it's never mind this this raises a few questions yeah this third arc uh it is the third one right yeah it is, uh, it's pretty confusing, mainly because the, the first two have to deal mostly with, like, the, the priest in present time, and Norton Sinclair, and then Norton's therapist. So you get to know, like, them, and their mm-hmm. story, and then this one jumps in with, like, a whole new character. Um, well, not a whole new character, because he's there. Kind it's, of. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's more confusing than the other two, however... It is done in such a way that, like, each issue explains enough. But I, I just have a feeling that, you know, the conclusion to this arc is going to be explosive. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I Well, and as I think about it, too, you know, each each level kind of builds out on mm-hmm. what the story eventually becomes. And even, the, yeah, the beginning of this story arc, you are very much placed in a time where you're not familiar with. And with a character, you have no idea who they are up mm-hmm. until essentially this issue. And that's a very interesting idea, but it's all to do with time and how Gideon Falls works within that time frame, I think. Yes. So. I drew that conclusion as well. And the more and more I think about it, I I don't know. There's just so many layers of the, the onion to be peeled. Yeah, because time travel is wild. <laughs> I mean, there's no easy way to do no. it. And so, you know, explaining Gideon Falls in, like, these different segments, but in different times and how they all connect, like, of course it's going to be confusing because time travel doesn't make sense. Time travel does not make sense. Don't do it. It doesn't. Just don't. Don't time travel, okay? Don't do it. I've seen the butterfly effect. <laughs> I know what happens. Ashton Kutcher ruined my life. <laughs> Okay. It's, uh, you go, yeah, you go. So I have, oh oh my god, sorry, Wolverine. Um, This is Infinity Watch. This is the last issue in this series. Um, I finally understand what is going on, and it took me a little bit. Um, So you have this character, and I always, always forget his name. Um, Hector Bautista. Derek is on right now. He corrected me like three times today because I was just saying Batista. And he was like, it's Bautista. Fuck you, Derek. (laughs) I'm going to say Batista. But Derek, you're probably right, to be honest. Um, But anyway, so he has um, 
the ability of the time stone. He can stop time. He can move forward in time and stuff, but he doesn't know how. So this little five-part series is Wolverine and Loki. They team up to kind of help him, but of course Loki has his own plans of like what he's doing and stuff. But, you know, Wolverine actually wants to help this kid. He wants to, you know, use the time stone or whatever to help the X-Men come back because Mm -hmm. I I didn't realize it at the time, but I feel like this is after um, the events of the first half of Uncanny when all the X-Men are gone. Um, But yeah, he... uh, God damn it. Hector Bautista. um, (laughs) I know. I can never remember his name because I've never seen this guy before, so he's not, like, familiar to me. But he doesn't perfect the skill, but he does finally figure out how to use it. And um, I just think it's a very interesting conclusion to the series because neither Loki or Wolverine got what they wanted in the end. And I thought that was very bittersweet because... (laughs) They seem like the type of people that will do whatever they want to get whatever they want. Yeah. Um, there's like there's also a really cool panel where Wolverine has a temper tantrum and punches a tree and it like breaks in half. <laughs> Typical. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the last issue. It does reference um, Infinity Wars, the series that came out. Was that last summer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it references that several times um, because. Loki obviously had something to do with that. And it takes place before War of the Realms. Because that is also mentioned where he's like, hey, you gotta get ready for this. So I would say if you like, honestly, any of these characters, and even if you don't, you should just read it. Like if you like Marvel, it's a classic Marvel story. So uh, I really enjoyed it, surprisingly. Um, I only jumped in on it because it had Loki, but... The more Wolverine stuff I read lately, the more I'm kind of like, yeah, that guy's, he's all right. He's pretty cool. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's you? it. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm you're done. good. I just wanted to make sure. I have Daredevil. This is issue number seven. This, is it the variant? Yeah, this is the Marvel's variant. Mm-hmm. It's way cool. Yeah, I really like that. Daredevil. Beating up a cop. That's yeah. sick. Daredevil is not on it. I have now two Daredevil comics from this line that don't have Daredevil on them. Which, why does he need to be on it? Yeah, He's already already in the inside. The title's on it. Whatever. Yeah, he's got his own book. Like, give the cover to someone else. (laughs) This brings a different layer to Fisk and what he's doing right now and deals with kind of... Matt dealing with the consequences of being Daredevil after choosing not to be Daredevil. And seeing how what he does can change the course of other people's lives. So that was a very interesting aspect to this. I believe there's a lot of shit that's about to happen. And you also find out that, you know, Matt is not necessarily stopping crime fighting he's spending all night standing by a window listening out to the city and calling in a bunch of crimes i thought for a second chip was gonna go for a nine panel grid like tom king style but no no not that i'm mad at it it was just funny i read i started reading it i was like oh shit and i was like nah that's that's not what it was uh, in case any of you forgot, we, we will be transitioning our name from Talk Comics to Me to Nine Panels. 
I refuse to do that. We're, we'll be taking a vote. Um, since there's two people, there's a 50-50 chance on everything. Which I think is pretty good. Yes. Math. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Average it out. <laughs> and you get War of the Realms War Scrolls. Yes. Look how I did that. Yeah. Math. This is the last issue in the War Scrolls uh, side stories for War of the Realms. Um, or War Scrolls. War, War Scrolls. Like if you're like, just fine. What if, what if some future way, if the world doesn't end, let's start there. <laughs> some like future people collect our stuff and they're like, oh, these must be the, the War Scrolls. My lord. I, I thought you were going to go with, like, in the future, like, comic books were just scrolls. <laughs> like, to read the story, you just have to unscroll it. I'd be into that. I think that would be cool. Um, anyway. Okay, so this uh, concludes the, the Daredevil God Without Fear story. Little tiny story. Um, which, honestly, I think that was the reason you started picking up the War Scrolls. Yeah, so that, that was you could read that, that one. one. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't read it yet, um, each issue—oh, hey, buddy—each um, issue has three different stories in it. So the only continuous one is the Daredevil one, um, which I thought the conclusion—I liked it. Oh, yeah, no, cool. I just said it was the one panel that I was off put by. Yeah. Overall, I did enjoy the ending of it. It just was—I felt like it had started. Maybe it just started out so well, and I liked that second story a lot for mm-hmm. some reason, and then this kind of just like tampered off in, a, in an interesting way for me. Though when he like crushed Malekith with the, the rainbow bridge that was pretty tight. Yeah, it was a, I really enjoy Daredevil as this god. I think he is incredible. I think like there should be a whole series written as him being the defender of the Bifrost. I, I didn't think that I would like it. Because I've, you know, I'm sure I've said this many times, I've never read any Daredevil things, yeah. but I think that Jason Aaron did a, a pretty, pretty cool job. I just like his, like, fight with Catholicism a lot, so. Yeah, that is a, a constant thing. I think that's a, an interesting thing also, um, because he, he doesn't kill people. I did not realize that. Oh yeah, Daredevil doesn't kill I people. I did not, I did not know. I was like, what the fuck? Um, but no, I think that's really cool. Well, I, think I mean, uh... technically he doesn't, but in this new Daredevil <laughs> series, he did ac- accidentally kill a man, which I still don't know if I believe. So. Is that when he was becoming the Punisher? That was, yeah, like that's when he, yeah, he killed the man and then became okay. the Punisher. That's right. Um, that's when the Punisher kidnapped him and I was like, I love you. I'm your number one fan. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's a story for another time. Um, it's on a podcast somewhere in the past. We'll put it in our bio. Um, so the second story is about Dr. Doom, um, but it's told through the, the point of view of, like, a a kid? Yeah, I would say a little girl. Yeah. And it looks like partially as well as, uh, her dad. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, but it is... He was a soldier in Doom's army. It's a... I, I really like this story i like the the perspective the uh the point of view of this girl this kid from the outside like talking about everything that's happening but i don't know the way she talks about dr doom i thought was was very interesting um but yeah this is you know during war of the realms so 
how her land is destroyed, her home is destroyed yeah. and stuff, and how he is like a protector for her those people. I thought that was cool. Um, and then the third story deals with She-Hulk and relationships. That's it. Yeah, that is that is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, again, it's interesting. Um, I, all in all, I really enjoyed War Scrolls. I thought the stories were all... Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoyed the different snippets of like these characters lives i think my favorite one still is the drag lunch with loki drag lunch with loki was great howard the duck was great. oh yeah that howard the duck one was so good or the this uh daredevil one yeah there's several that like stand out to me pretty pretty intensely so i thought and it's easy to just pick up one of these even if you're not even involved in war of the realms right. and kind of read one i mean besides maybe the daredevil story but even then i think it's kind of cohesive in the fact that you understand he wants to kill this multicolored elf man right which i mean everyone does um but yeah it's three issues each one has three stories they're just tiny little short stories and they're fun i like them I I, <laughs> I don't know why. What's I the deal with story or scrolls? War scrolls. So I'm just gonna read my comics from now on. What's the deal with Aquaman? That's my next comic. I love that cover. Yeah, and it kind of is giving you an idea of what is happening on the inside. He's dying. <laughs> well, he's dead. Oh, or was dead, okay. or was oh that's right, or yeah. was killed. He's inside the mother shark who is giving him memories and is making sure he wants the memories that he's looking for. And right now the memories he's looking for are those of Mara, right? Yes. And how they are together and what put him in this place and what killed him, which was her. Mara? Yeah, she like lost her temper. Oh. And. Classic. Essentially just exploded him. Manslaughter. Conversation we had earlier. And then, yeah, he goes back and is like, I need to go home. So, serious question. He is inside Mother Shark. Is she going to birth him? Make baby shark? No, he's just going to come out of her mouth, I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's like a giant fucking shark. It's like huge. It's disappointing, but okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's dude. It's okay. Yeah. Not the de- decision I would make. <laughs> Not the direction I would go, but Kelly Sue is free to do what <laughs> yeah. she wants. So, yeah. You know. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but this is a series I, I definitely would suggest picking up. I think Kelly Sue's run started at 42. That sounds right. And you can kind of just read it without necessarily having to know anything that's going on. They kind of fill in the blanks for you as you go, which is nice. Okay. And you're still enjoying it? Yeah, I still like it. It's just like one of those things that it's it's hard to talk about because, one, I've read a shit ton of comics today. And two, it's there's kind of a lot going on and a lot of like little intricacies to the story and what's happening. And if you, you know... I don't want to. If somebody wants to read it, I'm gonna give everything right. away necessarily. It's a it's a bigger title. A yeah. lot of people read it. So next we have Invisible Kingdom. I'm gonna let Champ take the wheel on this one because I'm not completely caught up, so I have not read it yet. <laughs> this is issue number four. The nun 
Vess has gotten away with the merchant ship lady whose name I can't remember and I'm just gonna go on. And so they're essentially trying to run away from the monastery and Lux without being found, which doesn't go exactly as planned, but they're trying to get all of the information they can and try to figure out Grix. Grix is this woman's name, or this person's name, rather, sorry. They are, yeah, just trying to figure out all of the information they can before they try to find somebody else who can help them, and they turn to the government foolishly. Classic mistake. And the government has, you know, dealings with both Lux, the company, and the monastery who are feeding, like, one's feeding them money, one's feeding them votes, so they have to keep within good faith of those people, otherwise, you know, they're gonna lose what they need. It's, you know, it's very... It's very interesting in the way it plays into the dynamics of just, you know, the world at large and things we deal with on a a basis anyway. And it has a, you know, very interesting question about religion because at one point Grix poses the question to Vess, you know, about still believing in this, you know, the, the invisible kingdom and her religion at its core, knowing that... You know, it's corrupt, and mm-hmm. Vess is just like, well, there's only one part of it that's corrupt. And Grix is like, you're foolish to think it's only one one person or one peg. It There's no way it's not on a larger scale, which yeah. is... Rotten apples spoils the whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, and it's not wrong. So this is a series I definitely suggest. Uh, the art may be a little bit much for you, but I, I love it. It's a really interesting, elongated Christian art. Word art is really bright and weird. I very spacey. And... Yeah, very spacey. So it fits personally the story really well for me. But yeah, if any of those things interest you, especially you know intergalactic politics, religion, and politics. Yeah. See, I and personally ca- capitalism. <laughs> All the marks. Um, I personally am not usually a fan of like stuff that takes place in space because. Space terrifies me, um, and I don't like reading about people being stuck out there. But lately, I've um, I've been you know, <laughs> getting out of my comfort zone and reading some sci-fi, and I love this. Well, I read the first two issues, and I loved it. Um, I feel like I'm still gonna love. Yeah, it. Yeah, I so. still think you'll like this third yeah. and fourth issue. This is uh, Invisible Kingdom. This is ongoing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. far, cool, good. Me? Yep. Okay. I need a, I need a break. I got some, a little bit of bad news. <laughs> I have not read this yet. I promise I'm going to read it. Probably when I get home, I can't fall behind because as we know from my previous mistakes, it is very easy. What is what is it you're reading? Uncanny X-Men. Or I guess not reading. <laughs> um, this is issue number 20. Um, I don't... I, I, yeah, I really have not read it yet. Uh, in the last issue, Wolverine Leaves... Um, but that's really all I can say (laughs) because I have a feeling that this will conclude some of it, but yes, um, uncanny. (laughs) I already feel guilty for not reading it because I'm like, all right, I'm, when I get home, I'm going to set it on my stack of things that I need to read. Just put it right on top. Yes. I'm going to have to. So, you know, still, still up with Batman. 
So this is the first thing I read today was Batman. I love this Batman. Batman's great. Batman is wonderful. This deals with what happens at the end of issue 72 with Thomas Wayne kidnapping Bruce. And the whole idea is that they're, you know, in the desert. I don't want to I don't want to say anything that's happening in this issue, especially if anyone's reading Batman right now. Probably more than 73 people. Yeah. Probably probably more than Probably. But yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of this issue is just the fact that Thomas Wayne sings Home on the Range through most of it and it pairs so well with the fight scenes and I don't know how it's possible to choreograph like drawn art scenes but that that's how I felt about it like they're just so well drawn and Can I just look at it? yeah and just the pacing of the song works really and I don't know if it's just like my brain that does is doing it or if it's just like you should get, go back one more page okay. yeah or if it's like my brain that's doing it or what but it's it just fucking fits and I I love it I think if you want to pick up a Batman book, this Tom King Batman run is definitely an awesome place to start, and it gives you a different introspective to Batman. No, that was sick. That was really good. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, but they fucking did. Okay. I, I'm getting too into it. Okay. So this is our last one. This is the one we both have, and this is the one we feel very strongly about. This is Little Bird. Nah. Uh, this is issue number four in a five-part series. Uh, and we just did a little research earlier and discovered that Darcy Van Powell, Powell Geist, sorry, uh, this is his first comic. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. It is so good. It's incredible. The story is so well-structured and so heavy, and how? <laughs> like, as a debut, this is incredible. This blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, we should have looked up about the artist, too, because... Uh, his name is Ian Bertram, and he has done an excellent job on the art. Like, the art also very much carries the story. Oh, it does. The thing I've I've been just not being able to get off of with this book is how well it develops a world that you're unfamiliar with and doesn't give you any of the pieces all at once, nor does it really try to make you familiar with it until you're reading what you want to become it wants you to become familiar with i suppose Mm -hmm. and that's it's just the story is just weaved together so well and you care about especially like the main character little bird a lot Mm -hmm. and it's weird to immediately feel a connection to a character so strongly and it's it's good and the dynamic between all of the characters is weird and oh, yeah. amazing i so my favorite my favorite part of this series is little bird's narration of the story while stuff is happening she always uses very vague metaphors but they always like make sense mm-hmm. especially with certain parts in the story and there's always callbacks to things that she said previously and i it's just written so well and i I, I don't want it to end. And I'm very... That page is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, but I am excited to see or read the last issue because I just... 
what else could possibly happen to this poor bird? Yeah. I, and that's the thing, you know, I've also been just yammering on about is just how I don't want it to end, but I'm also happy it's going to end. It's one of those things that gave me what it needs to give me and is like, I'll see my way out without just overdoing it and convoluting itself too much. Yes, it is. It's a very solid story, especially for only being five issues, because like Champ said, everything is already built. You know nothing about it. But when you're just dropped in and the more the story goes, it's it's not overwhelming at all. Mm-hmm. It was it's for the most part very easy to follow. Um and it's just so good. Yeah. If there's one series right now that I would easily call my favorite comic this year, this this would be it. This oh, yeah. is probably number one and I've read a lot of comics this year. It's very it's very emotional and it's very um heavy. And I always, I always get choked up when I'm reading it. Not necessarily because it's just super sad. It's just the, the circumstances that are happening and the way that mm-hmm. it's dealt with. That it's just relatable. I would say I it's, guess. it's it's real without necessarily being put in a real world. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is how religion is. It's it spreads in a very gross and diseased sort of way and it tries to control those who are outside of that you know religious norm at least some some religions i i should not knock everything right but i think that like aspect of it and even just like those who govern and how desperate they are to continue governing governing even if that means doing despicable things yeah i i really enjoy the uh the whole good versus evil aspect of the story but how i don't know like little bird is obviously the good person the religion people are the bad people but they think the opposite like Mm -hmm. they think little bird is the bad part so i just i think that whole on the dynamic they put between the care the boy character and him trying Essentially, they're trying to save each other at, mm-hmm. at the very, like, core of it. Mm-hmm. But these worlds have torn them apart and won't won't allow that to happen. Yeah, there is an understanding between these two, and they do just want to, like, help each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's very good. We, honestly, this and Middle West, we could go on for yeah, hours for a long time. about. Um, but what we're trying to say is just Little Bird. Little we'll Bird. Go, go to your local shop. Ask them for all four issues or ask them to order you the issues. It's worth your time. Oh, yes. And that is it. So good. Thanks, guys. This was, uh, (laughs) we were trying to knock it out real fast and we took longer than we normally do. So, thanks for joining us. Have a a good Wednesday. Have a good, good day. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.